Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and I am joined with a very special guest again. What's going on, Tom? Oh, you know, I'm happy to be your most special guest, your most returned guest, the most asked for, you know, just giving the people what they want. That, that's it. They just, they can't get enough of you, Tom. They just, we need Tom from NPR more often. They want you to weigh in on the uh, boxing matches too, I think. Oh, you know, I, I don't have a ton of informed opinions, but that doesn't stop most people in the media. So I'll fit in if I just get over that. <laughs> yeah, you 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 would go places at NPR if you just jumped in and just had strong opinions. Here's the thing about Putin. You know? <laughs> I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. I never met the man, but this is exactly what he's thinking. I know what he thinks when he sits alone at night, when he opens his eyes, looks up at the ceiling, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Goes absolutely. with the star. Absolutely. You are just, you are a 19th century man living in 21st century uh, world. Well, that that's a good segue to the entire ceremony we're about to talk about. Oh boy. Yep. Oscars. I don't know why we do this to ourselves, but uh, you made some money last year. You gave us some, um, some picks and some tips in back in February. You're, you're learning a hard lesson about closing line value, I think now. And uh, let's do it. Let's go through it. Where do you want to start on this whole Oscars card? Well, you wanted to talk score. Uh, I know, you know, you got to talk about your Paul Atreides every second. So we'll just, we'll start with that. That's fine. And uh, go down the line of a lot of the big ones, because I don't know, your audience, I assume, is not really all that concerned about sound design. So we may as well skip over that. Probably not. Unless there's some money to be made there, they probably don't care. Uh, Yeah, best score. The reason I wanted to talk about it, Dune is the front runner, minus 600. That blows my fucking mind. Well, you don't have a lot of big hitters this year is what I would attribute that to. Um, Nicholas Brittel is a genius. I think every score he writes is amazing, but Don't Look Up was not like a flashy score movie. It's kind of just a little jazz riff that he does. Uh, Encanto, you know, since that's a musical, it's going to be more of a song thing. People care more about the the singing than they do the actual just themes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Parallel Mothers is uh, a Pedro Almodovar movie, which, you know, had like a nice guitar riff. But once again, not all that flashy. The big thing is I'm surprised that Johnny Greenwood is not getting more acclaim. Uh, He kind of just ripped off his There Will Be Blood score, which was a great score and also didn't win. So, you know, I thought there was a chance for some justice for Johnny here, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I knew you'd go there. I knew you'd go there. Johnny Greenwood, you had to. One of the most look at me composers we have working in movies. What's wrong with that? You know, you know, most of the people, most of these scores are the opposite. They don't look at me. Don't listen. Don't remember. You know, they're uh, they're just going from note to note, uh, you know, cobbled <laughs> together from temp scores. They're the most bland, soulless things. It's nice when someone has some personality. I mean, Hans was, I think Hans was definitely swinging for the fences. The, the Dune music is unlike, you know, most uh, movie scores I've ever heard. It's big. It's flashy. We were talking just before recording, but what I, I liken it to is in Tropic Thunder when Ben Stiller gets shot in the back and he reaches up to the heavens like Platoon. There's this woman wailing and Hans Zimmer must have seen that and said, I need that for two hours. That's, that's Dune. 
Oh, fantastic. All right, so I mean, Dune's going to win. There's no value there. We're not going to lay $800 yeah. or $600 to win 100 so we'll move on. I just had to get my Dune talk in. Uh, we may be talking Dune next. What are we talking about? Uh, best editing. Best editing? Uh, so the, the thing I usually look to is the guilds for the various types of uh, filmmaking. So like the Editor's Guild in this case would be the one that I would look to to say, okay, there's going to be a lot of overlap between the people in that guild and the people who vote for this because they're the people who care um, and oftentimes, uh, you'll find that that does line up this, at this point, the editing awards, the guild awards have not happened. So we don't have that as a marker. Wait, the wait, other the, the Academy Awards is like in a few days and the guilds haven't happened. They haven't happened or they haven't released it yet. I don't know. I don't really follow like, you know, I'm not watching a live stream of the editing guild awards or anything, but mm. uh, I couldn't find the information. Oh, okay. And usually it's not hard to find because everyone starts speculating. Right. Um, the other thing is there's usually a correlation between best picture and best editing. Almost always the best picture winner is nominated for best editing. And more often than not, it wins best editing, which doesn't look like it's going to be the case this year because uh, our front runners are not really that well represented other than the fact that power of the dog is in here. So King Richard is kind of a surprise here. It's not a flashy movie, but it tells me that it's got some real sway. And I think that will come up later when we talk actor uh, don't look up as the flashiest, most edited movie, uh, sort of like in your face edited movie. So my sense is power of the dog has enough sway with voters as sort of a big front runner. That's probably the smartest place to put your money. Otherwise, if I'm looking for an upset, it's probably a veteran editor, which is Hank Corwin, who's one of the best in the biz, uh, really went at it in this really broad, crazy way and don't look up. That would be my bet for an upset. That's a big upset. Plus 2,200. Yeah. For don't look up. Uh, Power of the dog is plus 350. You're not putting any stock into Dune. I mean, it's minus 110. I, you know, I don't see a ton of tangible evidence that Dune has traction here. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe the people who set up these odds know more than I do, but it's not picking up so many awards for editing along the way. We don't have an obvious guild winner. It wasn't eligible for some of the smaller ones like the Spirit Awards. So I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe uh, it, it would be surprising and kind of funny in a self-defeating way, which might, which means it might actually happen. But because the Oscars decided that we need to take some of these down the line uh, awards and give them away earlier in the day and tweet out the answers or tweet out the award winners, it would be very funny if they end up giving all of those awards to one of their only big hits, Dune. <laughs> I mean, Dune did such a good job editing that yeah, you're left with a lot of questions about the story. <laughs> they edited out part of the story, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good job editing. They were able to edit a lot. They took out a lot of scenes, clearly. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's always good after a movie of, of that stature. You have to ask questions like, who are these people? What were they all about? So it was a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Hank Corwin, he's got a lot of sway. He's a big, uh, a big hitter as far as editors go. I think there's a lot of goodwill for him. Mm. And I think uh, people underestimate how much Don't Look Up has been a hit with the particular crowd of people who vote for these awards. Uh, I know it's been like on Twitter, it's the worst movie in the whole world and blah, blah, yeah, blah. But, yeah. you know, there is a lot of craft in it. And I think that uh, I think it might pull off a couple upsets. Well, I mean, a good way to get flyover country back on your side, California, Hollywood, is to, you know, award movies like Don't Look Up as much as you can, as hard as you can. You know, it's a it's a big Leonardo DiCaprio movie. It's fairly funny. Uh, I don't know. There's some crowd pleaser stuff in there compared to, you know, like Power of the Dog is not going to be a big hit in the Midwest. Maybe uh. Don't Look Up could be. You're not going to try. You're not going to get me in trouble. I'm not going to Sam Elliott myself here. So we're just going to move on. 
We got your bets. Cinematography, Dune, minus 700, 87.5% implied probability. Yeah, here I'm not inclined to argue with you. I think Paul Atreides has uh, taken over this one. Uh, he did win the Guild Award, Greg Frazier did, uh, which pretty much is going to align with uh, with what the winner ends up being. I think uh, if I had to pick an upset, and I probably wouldn't advise anybody to do this because I don't think there's much of a chance, Bruno Del Bonnell, often known as uh, Chivo, uh, he, I think there's a real, there's a lot of love for uh, him. There's a lot of love for Joel, Joel Cohen. I think Macbeth would be my only bet for uh, an upset, but I, I really don't think there's a big chance. Yeah, minus 700. Doesn't seem like there's much of a chance. It's my turn to alienate everybody in America. Dune did such a good job with their special effects, and it really, everything felt like it had weight to it. Unlike, you know, a certain franchise owned by Disney that just everyone flies around and there's no gravity, there's no physics, there's no weight. I love the way Dune incorporated special effects and, uh, you know, their actors. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I think uh, Villeneuve is really good at that as well. I think that's been something he's been uh, really showcasing. Like Blade Runner did a good job. I think Arrival was a lower budget version of kind of a lot of the same tricks, right? He was sort of like seeing, could he make it work? Mm -hmm. Could he make Mm -hmm. the human emotional element? And yeah, I think so. Uh, so the only, the only thing I remember when, uh, when Roger Deakins was at one point attached to shoot Dune, there were a lot of people who were very upset that he ultimately, uh, dropped out, I think due to scheduling conflicts, but you know, it probably worked out for the best. I think, uh, you got, you know, we got our big Roger Deakins blade runner and now we get a, a different take on Dune Yeah, and they're both really good. Yeah, it was very good. Animated feature. I know this is your favorite animated feature. I know you keep up on the kids movies yep. as much as you oh, can. Yeah. Yeah, all the the dragons and the whatever else they had, talking the talking creatures of all sorts. Uh, you know, I didn't see I didn't see any of these. I don't really care. Uh, you know, I I haven't seen. Uh, I don't know what the last animated movie. I the last one I watched, not the last one that came out. I rewatched uh, the Richard Linklater rotoscoped a scanner darkly. That's the last animated movie I've watched in several years, starring uh, Alex Jones. Uh, Alex Jones is in it for yeah. a second. Yeah, uh, the second Alex Jones appearance in a Richard Linklater movie. It's interesting, those two. Interesting, those two are married together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Encanto is. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Is minus eight hundred, which is like eighty-eight point nine percent implied probability. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's it has been a thing for decades now that basically you can bet on Pixar and Pixar will win. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not really here to argue otherwise, and I don't really have any knowledge of why they, that wouldn't be the case or what else would even deserve it or has any uh, guild, guild love. So yeah, I don't know. Nothing, nothing exciting for me to say here. I got gotcha. you. I didn't even know that was a Pixar movie. All right. There it is. Okay. Encanto. Adapted screenplay. Now we're getting to the, these are, adapted screenplay and screenplay. These are two of my favorite categories. I always feel like these are the more interesting movies that should have won best best picture, uh, but for whatever reason they didn't. You know, maybe it's too offensive. Maybe they didn't play politics right. But usually they give people with some real balls these awards. Yes, I think that's generally true. Uh, for example, they let genre kind of go. Like comedies, generally are not going to win director and picture. A lot of the times, a fun movie. And an interesting and experimental movie actually has a shot at screenplay. So yeah, I, I agree 100. Um, that being said, the uh, the Writers Guild gave the Coda the award this year, and Coda is 
you know what i'm not gonna say it's like a horrible movie it's a fine movie it's about a deaf family who has a daughter who wants to be a singer and it's one of those ones where it's you know it's got like representation it's you know nice whatever it's a feel-good happy movie some people call it sort of like a a elevated disney channel original movie which i don't i think if you if you can try to make that not sound derogative that's about right (laughs) i'm looking at some of the images oh it does look oh it's an apple original Apple bought it at Sundance for like $25 million. Oh, shit. Uh, Yeah. So they wanted it. And I got to say, it would be very funny if Apple ends up winning, uh, you know, some of the big prizes before Netflix. (laughs) It's like its first year outing. That would be a kick. That would be such a kick. Marley's in it. Marley Matlin. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's it's that one. uh, Nobody really thought it had a whole lot of steam. And then the guilds have been giving it some of the big ones lately. And now there's real talk that Coda might be a heavy hitter. It might be maybe the one to defeat Power of the Dog, even when we get to the bigger awards. But we'll mm. see. So uh, is Coda, I mean, you know, it's minus 200, 66, 66% implied probability. Do you think we have uh, the probability that it wins to bet on that? Or should we look at more you know, different ones? Oftentimes, the guild winner will win it. Um, the only times that that really becomes a question is when some of the big hitters are not eligible. So some of the people who write some of the big screenplays, like Quentin Tarantino, for example, is not in the guild. So he will not win that award. Um, in this case, I believe Power of the Dog was not eligible. So it might have won if it was in there. Ooh. And I think, once again, Power of the Dog has a lot of sway. This gay cowboy movie, uh, I think that people would like not to have another crash situation here. So they're probably more likely to go for it. And another chance of an upset is The Lost Daughter, which is Maggie Gyllenhaal's directorial debut, has picked up a lot of smaller awards. She won uh, Best Picture, Director, and Screenplay at the Independent Spirit Awards, which has a lot of overlap with the Oscars, uh, the Oscar voting body in particular. So I think you honestly have two chances of an upset here. That would not surprise me. So maybe don't bet on Coda. Leave that alone, because if we bet on that, we're we're not going to make it up unless the Lost Daughter wins. So would we bet on Power Dog and Lost Daughter and just hope that one of those hits, or bet on yeah. Coda or bet on the Lost Daughter? I you know I think the more fun option is to go Power of the Dog or Lost Daughter in this case. Okay, let's do it. Do it. I already threw away a bunch of money with you on you on February. So <laughs> oh good, yeah, Lady yeah. Gaga. Yeah, we thought we had that one in the bag. you know then the baftas made me feel confident and then uh then they pulled the rug out from under me guess who's back back again my bookie's back tell a friend that's right djens proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love i still use my bookie to this date and you should too why because march is about to get crazy insane maybe even a little Mad? If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, 
anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Original screenplay. What is the best original screenplay this year? Um, so the conventional wisdom here is people think it's probably Paul Thomas Anderson's year. Uh, I think that that's probably true. We talked last time. He's sort of got this legacy element where he has not won. And I think he's seen as deserving of a win. And oftentimes that gives you more traction than the particular movie you happen to have made that got you in the, in the, uh, you know, in the, in the building. So, uh, licorice pizza is a pretty good bet. People think Belfast has a chance, although I don't know that Belfast ever really had any real momentum. It, it got nominated for everything. It's Kenneth Branagh's attempted at a big Oscar movie. Hasn't really been winning awards. I think people just assumed because it's such a stereotypical Oscar movie, they would have to win. Um, I think, uh, you know, Don't Look Up, surprisingly, that won the the Writers Guild Award for Best Original Screenplay, which was not expected at all. And once again, it shows me that there's some real support among the uh, community of voters for it. I think people like Adam McKay. I think uh, that would be my choice for an underdog here that might actually pull it off. All right, so plus 600 for Don't Look Up. There we go. That's what I like to see. Because, I mean, what, you get Adam McKay to go up, give this big impassioned speech about climate change and how we have to change our ways and just look up. I bet they'd like that. I think that'd be good for ratings. That might play a part as well. I hope they show him flying off from his personal jet after giving the speech, too. That'd be good. You know, I, I don't think he's quite in that category. I mean, <laughs> Leo, Leo 100% yeah. is, right? The movie's not immune from it, right. but... You know, they say McKay lives in a fairly modest house. Uh, I think he does care passionately, you know, and I, I think uh, I don't know. I think he means well. You I, know, he, I, he, I have no beef with McKay. I like the guy. I like a lot of his movies. I don't honestly agree with some of his movies. Uh, I think um, The Big Short was a fantastic bit of fiction, but yeah, it was it was still really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm basically pro McKay, even though sometimes he's a little too smug for his own good. Let's <laughs> kind of say something come from you. All right. Uh, so best supporting actor who we got. Uh, best supporting actor. This is maybe the most boring one of the entire evening. Uh, you have a guy. Uh, his first name, I think, is Trey. Trey Kotzer. He is a deaf man who really has not had much of an acting career before this. He's picked up every single award I think he could possibly pick up along the way. He is in CODA, and uh, I think there's basically a zero percent chance of an upset here. This is his year. Well, it's only minus four hundred. Then it's I mean that which implies eighty percent probability which means if you think it's 100 there's value in laying 400 to win one well you know go for it then i I'd, I'd be so shocked if anything happens here uh although the, the funny thing about concert is he's been liking tweets lately that say drive my car should win all the awards and uh, people are pointing out that you know generally if you're in one of the big heavy hitters you sort of throw your support in with like you would want Coda to win, right? Uh, apparently, it sounds like he might not be too much of a fan of the movie, in fact, but uh, he's happy to win the awards. Anyway. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Power of the Dog kind of splits itself, right? There's two different actors. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, people like Jesse Plemons. He's going to be back. I think he's been in uh, a movie that's been nominated for Best Picture every year for like the last five or six years. So he'll be around. He'll win someday, I'm pretty sure. 
this Cody Smith McPhee, he's a kid. He's like, uh, I don't know, 19, 20 or something like that. I think this was a year where he happened to have the right role. I don't know that he's some amazing actor, but also I don't think he's got any momentum. Uh, same with Belfast, Sieran Hines and uh, J.K. Simmons. Everyone loves him, but he won for Whiplash. That was his big year. He's not getting it again. No, he's in. Yeah. Yeah. So Plemons, he's been in a bunch of Academy Award nominated movies, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's he was in Judas and the Black Messiah. He was in uh, Vice. He's been in. I I can't remember off off the top of my head, but uh, he's he's got good taste, and all the big directors like him and want to work with him. And uh, you know, he's the star of the new Martin Scorsese movie. So I would bet next year is probably a better year for him at the Academy Awards. All right, got it. Coda. He's like the Sorosi Ronan, right? Of um, actors, I guess. Just just you never heard of him, and then they just show up and just in <laughs> all these Academy Award nominated movies. All right. I guess so. There are worse people to be. Ah, I suppose so. Like uh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> like Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg's doing okay. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I was just moving over to dollars or whatever. I'm not too, not too sad about Steve. Yeah, but his only award is going to be Best Supporting Actress, right? Yeah, this one looks pretty uh, open and shut as well. Uh, all the awards have gone to Ariana DeBose, including the SAG, Screen Actors Guild. I think uh, I wouldn't bet on it again, but if I had to pick anybody else, I think Kirsten Dunst at this point is sort of seen as a legacy person who at this point in her career deserves an award. I don't think Power of the Dog was a flashy enough performance to get it for her, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if she wins in the next couple of years. Was she seeding ground to kind of get some sympathy votes when she was talking about being like underpaid and um, was it Spider-Man or was it? Yeah, she didn't make that much money in Spider-Man. I remember reading the story about this a couple months ago. Uh, I, you know, that, that wouldn't surprise me. I would imagine her agents would like to see her win an award. And she, you know, I think she's a great actress, honestly. Uh, she's been great for a long time. She's been in a lot of great movies. So I, I'm not opposed to whatever, whatever you have to do to get Come the on. politics to line up to win an award, you know, go for it. I gotcha. uh, especially like after her previous attempt with melancholia led to being at that press conference where Lars von Trier was saying that, oh, I get what Hitler was thinking. I can sympathize with Hitler. And you could see, uh, all the hope of winning an award just drain out of her face. <laughs> oh boy. Howdy. Oh, Lars. <laughs> I don't know if Bjork was ever the same after that. I don't know if she ever came back from that. Yeah. I, you know, you're, you're more of a fan of him than I am. I think so. You oh, can, that's true. That's true. All right. We did this before. Let's do it again. Best director. Who is going to win now? Well, I don't think the numbers can be that far off here. I think Jane Campion's, uh, she was always, this is always her award to lose. And I still uh, think that she has not lost any momentum. She won the Director's Guild Award. Uh, you know, I, I can't basically have the same answer as before. It's almost certainly Jane Campion's. I think Paul Thomas Anderson is a legacy pick. I think they feel like he's owed one. I don't know if he can beat the Jane Campion momentum, but he'd be my only pick for an upset, but uh, don't hold your breath. Uh, we still have that live bet on uh, PTA, so or licorice pizza. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, though, we bet it at 1600 It's 3300 now, so we should have sat on that for a little bit. <laughs> well, you're, you're in charge of the schedule. Uh, yeah. All right, so Jane wins that one. Uh, best Actress. Best actress. Uh, this one is it's less uh, in the bag than I would have guessed it would be at this point. I think when we talked before, it seemed like it was probably Nicole Kidman's to lose. And uh, she hasn't really won a whole lot along the way. I think she's, you know, it wouldn't be shocking if she won. Jessica Chastain got the SAG award for a movie that nobody saw where she put on a bunch of makeup and played like a preacher or whatever. Uh, and anecdotally, 
what I've heard is there's a lot of support for Penelope Cruz. It's played at a lot of the theaters in L.A. where the guilds often uh, vote, where they see the movies, where they hold screenings. I think, uh, you know, Jessica Chastain maybe is the favorite here just because of the Guild Award. But if I were to pick an upset, I think there's a real chance that Penelope Cruz walks away with this. Well, I, mean, I might as well throw money on Cruz now. She's plus 1,400. I'm already 0-2 in the category because we bet Nicole Kidman and um, Lady Gaga. Yeah, sorry about that. That's uh, okay. So, yeah, maybe we'll just throw a little bit of money on uh, Penelope Cruz. Parallel Mothers, right? Yep, Parallel Mothers, and she's great in it. Uh, it is a movie in Spanish, which uh, means maybe fewer people saw it. I don't know that it means fewer people will vote for it because I think people, A, they know who Penelope Cruz is. They do like her, I think, uh, you know, once again, as kind of a culmination of a career of good performances that works in her favor. And uh, yeah, you know, I think foreign language in the uh, in the best actress category in particular that seems to not be as much of a deal breaker as it is in some of the others no and she did her time she she dated tom she kept her fucking mouth shut she didn't spoil <laughs> release any secrets <laughs> that's true yes uh you know so did you know nicole kidman and penelope cruz both in there so hopefully some drama there mm, that's right maybe they can maybe they can fight best actor who did we take last time? Um, was it Will Smith? No, no, no. It was Denzel, oh, right? I, I, yeah, I didn't think Smith would get as much momentum as he has. I was wrong on that. Uh, he got the SAG. He seems to be getting a lot of the awards he can get. Uh, in the meantime, Cumberbatch, uh, kind of surprisingly, although I'm not complaining, has not really gotten a whole lot for Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog's lost a little bit of momentum, and it seems like a lot of that's in the direction of Cumberbatch. Hmm. that's got to and you didn't like his performance that's got to make you happy oh my god yeah no it's just like when it, you know how everybody's kind of got their stock drawl uh that's what he did and you know whatever that's fine but uh i don't think it was a great performance and when we get to the point where the critics have to defend it and they're sort of like no don't you get it he's performing a masculine role that's not natural to him that's why the performance oh, is bad oh boy uh, i think you're losing the argument when you have to go there oh boy yeah so i mean honestly though will smith it's 90 percent chance according to this is, is, is it is to win I yeah, I gotta say so at this point. Um we talked before Denzel is kind of a good legacy pick, but mm -hmm. once again, just not picking up any momentum. I'd be surprised if he won. This is probably another boring one. I feel so bad for Will. I do. Uh, so hopefully he wins something. Best picture. This is it. The big money. Uh yep. obviously you said power of the dog, right? And uh Belfast, that's what we also bet on. Yes. So here's where we have some real drama. Um it looked like Power of the Dog was just going to steamroll over everything. And it, it has kind of, like it's, it's held strong, right? But it hasn't really done quite as well. The big surprise is people would have assumed that the Producers Guild Award would have gone to Power of the Dog, which instead, just last week, it went to CODA, which had almost no momentum until this. But almost always, the Producers Guild Award lines up with Best Picture. Mm. So now everyone's saying... Is, is Coda going to come out of nowhere and take Best Picture? Nobody saw it coming. Is it? So, you're the expert. You tell me. Is it? I think it's got a real shot. It won the Writers Guild. It's got the PGA. Uh, it seems to be popular with the voters enough to win those two big ones. So there's a chance that Coda could be an upset. And I think there's another chance because Don't Look Up got the Writers Guild that there's always this talk. What if there's a tie? What if there's a tie? I think it's unlikely that there'd be a tie, right? But you go to a brokered convention, right? Basically, they do have some kind of system like that. Um, what would happen then is I think Don't Look Up is probably your next bet. It has enough guild support. It's got enough nominations, even though it didn't get a director nom, but neither did Coda. 
So if I'm looking for upsets, I'd say Coda or Don't Look Up. Okay, so Don't Look Up and Coda, that's what somebody should bet on if they didn't listen to you in February. Correct, and there was reason not to. Uh, look at Lady Gaga. Oof, yeah, there you go, Lady Gaga. <sighs> that's it. That's the Academy Awards. Are you going to watch it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I always have people over. and Well, actually, not always, because not always, not always enough people care to come over, but I always invite people over. Uh, this year, I got a couple suckers in, uh, who are going to come over and make me a charcuterie board while I make drinks. So okay, it'll what, be fun. what's a charcuterie board? Ah, uh, you know, you, you, you're like, you, you're kind of in proximity to French people now. I think you'd have a little more culture by now, aren't oh you? Oh my God. This guy came to my place and said his name was Guy. G-U-Y. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? That's Guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so a charcuterie, it's a meat and cheese board, basically, oh. to, put it, to put it in layman's terms. It's going to have like uh, some, uh, pr- some pr- prosciutto and oh uh, like a brie, you know, a, a gruyere. I try and keep you from alienating yourself with our audience, but you just keep just jumping right into it. You couldn't just say a meat platter. <laughs> I well, I call it a charcuterie board, Arch. So I'm, I'm not gonna mm. I'm not gonna appropriate other terms to try to try to make you happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just trying to keep you safe. That's all. <laughs> oh boy! All right. So we talked about the Academy Awards with Tom the Snob and the charcuterie. Yep. I will say, uh, if you're looking for a more populist pick uh, tonight or uh, on, on Sunday night, go ahead and watch Tim Heidecker's On Cinema at the Cinema Oscar specials. Those are always a blast. Always fun. Yeah. Are yeah. you going to live stream or do a podcast, like maybe blow by blow reaction? So we, uh, I might tweet during it, but uh, uh, I'm not going to have like uh, any people over who would want to probably turn the night into a product. You know, I'm always down for that, but not everyone else is. Right, right, right. So, so anti-NPR of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, look, if NPR, if you happen to be listening to this and you want a, a live live reaction, live show, I'm all ears. I'm Steve, telling you, know? a call-in movie show that's like live, that's like, you know, you start it right as the movie theater's emptying, like nine o'clock. At, well, this was back in the day, but you know, when the theater's emptying, nine o'clock at night, people call in to give like live reactions. We just saw Spider-Man. This is what we think. Yeah. Like after a basketball game. Yes, exactly like that. I think it's a really good idea, and I will sell it to NPR for next to nothing. I I can mention that. I can I can bring this to some people. I'll let you go. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, Tom. Always good talking to you. Um, We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you a charcuterie board sometime too. (laughs) You can can, uh, see if you like it. I'm more of a smoked meat kind of guy. Oh yeah, that's good too. Like I, I like all the things. I'm not a snob. I'm not the snob here. You're the snob. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.